BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What an exciting, historic day. While I'll never forget where I was when we found out that a guy was in trouble running for president because he paid off a porn star so she wouldn't let his wife know he'd had an affair with a porn star and oh and because the money was put in the wrong column in the bookkeeping yeah it's not exactly being stabbed in the belly in a dark alley yes the gamble the gambit by alvin bragg the district attorney in manhattan to charge trump ridiculous we will discuss certainly next week hope you can join us a two-parter on 60 Minutes, which they rarely do. The first segment and second segment were both about how ready is our Navy to go up against China if they invade Taiwan. And, I mean, it was not hinting at it. I mean, it was just laid out. This is what's going to happen. They're going to try to take Taiwan. We're going to stop them, and it's going to be a Navy battle. Who wins? That's what the story was. Isn't that the way you took it? Well, right. And here are the missiles. They will shoot at our aircraft carriers. It will kill many guys and wreck many planes. What are we going to do about it? What will we shoot back at them? Right. Yeah, I was pretty pointed. It was serious. Makes you just realize, man, this is... Woo-wee! I also saw a thought, and we got uh, more clips from uh, 60 Minutes to Play here in the next couple of seconds. For some reason, they did this thing with the map where they showed that the way that the world looks at the map and the way that China looks at the map. Did you see that yeah. part? I thought I that, did. I thought that was great. But that really made an impression on me. Well, yeah, especially it hadn't occurred to me that there is a fence 
of U.S. allies not by between accident. China and the open sea. Yeah, not by accident. Right. Japan, uh, Taiwan, and the Philippines form, uh, in, in essence, a, a giant fence across the Pacific that kind of pens China in. Right, where half of the world's trade goes through. If China can take that part of the sea and like basically be in a you know like a mob boss oh yeah your ships can go through but you're gonna have to pay us this much or these ships can go through but those can't yeah they could really control the world economy um what we're trying to do is just keep the lanes open so everybody gets to go wherever they want uh but them taking taiwan would really uh you know open up a hole in that fence that has been created by us and the rest of the world to keep china from being able to dictate the terms of half the world's trade. Also, I am for Guam becoming a state tomorrow. Where do I vote? Because that made yeah, a pretty big you. impression on me, too. If Guam's a state, their things look a lot different, don't you think? How so? Uh, in terms of, yeah, you can't be getting this jumpy this close to the United States. I mean, we can flat out say the United States if Guam's yeah. a state. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I hadn't thought about that much. Yeah, Guam needs to become a state tomorrow. Where do I vote? I'm going to get a little Guam flag. Guam is in the way Western Pacific, if you're not familiar yeah, with the geography. Exactly. Well, it's it's not. Well, it's it's already an American whatever it is. They vote, don't they? It's a territory protectorate. We got a giant uh, naval base there. Yeah, I know that because that was the argument that that commander of the Pacific Fleet made. Nor O'Donnell said something about you know them being over there and we being way over there, and he said no, no, no. The United States is in this part of the country, Guam, so, uh, the world, Guam. So, I mean, we're yeah. already making that argument. No, 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 we're, we're right here. The United States is right here. If they This can, is our backyard. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. That was the quote. Yeah. She was talking about it being yeah. China's backyard. He said, no, it's our backyard, too. Guam's here. And so Guam is more legit than them building islands in the middle of the ocean and claiming that's part of China. Mm-hmm. At least Guam was created by God in the seas. Not piling a bunch of dirt in the ocean and call it no. It's the Armstrong Doctrine. <laughs> anyway, here's, uh, let's hear some more from Nora O'Donnell and this admiral who runs the Pacific Fleet. We call it the decade of concern. We've seen a tenfold increase in the size of the PRC Navy. Yes, yeah, so ours is uh, shrinking. Theirs is growing at at least the previous rate was it got ten times as big in ten years which is really quite a stunning number. Technically speaking, the Chinese now have the largest Navy in the world in terms of number of ships, correct? Do the numbers matter? Yes. As the saying goes, quantity has a quality all its own. At some point, are they going to reach numbers that we can't prevail over? I'm not comfortable with the trajectory. Yeah, I'll bet. And here's Representative Gallagher a little on that before I'll get to some of the stats. Congressman Gallagher is a Marine veteran who represents Green Bay, Wisconsin. He chairs the new House Committee on China. He's concerned that under the Navy's current plan, the fleet will shrink to 280 ships by 2027. The same year, the CIA says China has set for having the capability to take Taiwan by force. So we will be weakest when our enemy is potentially strongest. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Wow. Wow, thank God for our subservice, which continues to be uh, the, the elite of the elite on Earth. Yeah, and they uh, featured on 60 Minutes last night some new unmanned underwater drone thingy that's going to have some tremendous capabilities, but it ain't built yet. 
But the idea that our Navy would be the weakest it's been in decades at the same time that China's Navy is the strongest it's ever been, and we can see that coming, is uh, pretty troubling. So China has 19 major shipyards, one of which has more production capacity than all of the United States shipyards combined. So they have 19, and one of them is so big it's bigger than all of ours combined. We really went. Uh, went down in sh- in shipbuilding after the Cold War ended. I forget the stat they had on there, but we went from like thirty some to seven or something. Uh, uh, it was uh, it was dramatic. Um, China is outbuilding many of the Western navies combined, and then this guy they had on sixty Minutes last night, who is with the Center for Strategic and Budgetary Assessments says by investing heavily in defense industrial infrastructure, China's navy now builds warships much more quickly quickly than the United States. So unless we build uh, increase our shipbuilding capacity, we can't catch up. Because they're building them as fast as they can. We They will continue to get further ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah, we're behind and falling further behind. Yeah, which is pretty troubling. Well, and it's, uh, you know, just to throw in a note of cynicism, so many decisions about which weapon systems are built and when have to do with uh, who's a powerful congressman and who lobbies whom most successfully, never mind the geopolitical realities of the thing. It's a money deal. Boy, some of the, some of the stuff where they were talking about China sinking a couple of our carriers and then the, the, the guy on, uh, with the Navy pointing out that there are 5,000 people on this carrier, you yeah. know, they didn't take, go to that next sentence where you would say, so 5,000 people would die in one shot, but that's clearly what would happen. Well, one thing I'm advocating strongly, Jack, is that the Pentagon install a simply safe home security system along the west coast of the United States. A <laughs> word a from idea. our sponsors. That's right. The simply safe home security makes it easy to protect every inch of your home with advanced security. The technology is cool, powered by 24-7 professional monitoring. A lot of reasons we recommend it. What does it cost to keep the communist Chinese out of your backyard? Under a dollar a day. Less than half the price of traditional home security systems. And uh, uh, you can protect every door, every window, every threat, whether it's a break-in, obviously, with all the bums and junkies around, or or fire or flood or whatever you're worried about. And you can lock and unlock your doors, access your cameras, and arm and disarm your system from anywhere with the Simply Safe app. Yeah, the fact that Simply Safe is so good and so affordable, and you order it yourself and set it up yourself, that is absolutely incredible. That's why they win all these awards. Yep, CNET named Simply Safe Editor's Choice. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with the interactive monitoring at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. One more time, we love it, you'll love it. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So that piece on 60 Minutes last night was a, was a serious uh, portion of journalism that they had, as she mentioned, been working on for many, many months. And uh, and I noticed from the chatter on Twitter among your big thinkers that it 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 made a it you know it left a mark in terms of the conversation about our readiness to go up against China and the likelihood of it and all that sort of stuff. It's 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 for real. The two the the two most powerful countries in the world are on a you know they're on train tracks headed toward each other. Unless something happens, there is going to be a collision. But so this was not from the sixty minutes piece last night uh this was actually retweeted by jonah goldberg this is from a couple of weeks ago testimony in congress the secretary of the navy 
I can tell you that I have made climate one of my top priorities. Everywhere from Vietnam to Ghana to right there in the Caribbean, we are collaborating on projects enabling best practices to cross-pollinate. I guarantee wow. you, whoever's reporting to Xi in China, don't give a crap about climate change in terms of getting their Navy ready to go to war with the big, oh. bad United States of America. It never crosses their mind. They haven't spent a second thinking about it or a penny in terms of the impact. How much time do you spend their uh, figure they're spending on their uh, transgender sailors policies as well? Now, I hope I hope that that was just to make people happy in Congress or half the country happy or whatever, that he just said that because he thought he had to politically. But if they're spending any time in the Navy, any money or time worried about this, I can tell you I've made climate one of my top priorities. One of your top priorities while our enemy is not doing it at all. I'm hoping it's what you're suggesting. He was just giving a little lip service to the lefties in Congress to get them off their back. God, I hope so, too. When you go in front of Congress as a uh, a, a representative at a high level of the United States military, you're going to put up with some ridiculous stuff. You are going to be asked questions. You are going to be pushed in directions that you know are crazy. But you get these woke Barbara Boxer back in the day or AOC type people who have no grasp of reality and or they are just virtue signaling for their far left base. And and they are much more interested in, in getting the political contributions or the credit for expressing their beliefs than the preparedness of the United States to defend itself. I mean, it's not even a they don't even think about that latter concern. Um, and so, yes, you are ready to be asked crap, told crap, and you might be prepared to answer with some crap. And I'm hoping that's it. Yeah, me too. Because it, uh, it's going to happen. The fact that we just dominated their Navy a decade ago, and now they have a bigger Navy than us, and, it's, and the gap is going to widen over the next 10 years is super troubling. Well, Jack, I'll tell you, as a political scientist, there are real advantages to dictatorships. They're efficient. They're brutal. They're horrible. They're indefensible. They're immoral, but they are efficient in a lot of ways. Well, they are very inefficient in other ways, too, as we've seen with Russia. So we could hope that a lot what we believe about China to be true and a lot of what they believe about their own military to be true is, is, you know, similar to Russia. People were skimming at various levels or, or not uh, not actually meeting the uh, various standards that they that were supposed to. And they were lying because that's what you do in communist countries. Speaking of giant countries, I want to talk about how many people in India still poop in a hole. It's really an interesting story. You seem slightly amused by this story. Fecal matter. I am that's amused right. by it. Dr. Johnny Depp, who's been studying India for decades. Maybe we'll get to that later. It's just... There's nothing amusing about poor sanitation. Have you heard of cholera, sir? Cholera, ha, 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 ha. P- please, E. coli. I don't know. It seems just so kind of quaint and charming, you know? Churning your own butter, sewing your own clothes, pooping in a hole. Eh, it's like camping. It's like camping, exactly. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> Armstrong 
Trump has been indicted. How good is the case? What does this all mean? The analysis, calmly and rationally, on Monday on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm thinking of doing a feature. Maybe I'll do it on Twitter or someplace called Did You Eat Worse Than Me Today? Wow. Yeah. Actually, my brother might be even better at that, at, to put up against that. Like, take at the end of the day, take a look at what he ate and see if anybody ate worse than that. But like yesterday, mm-hmm. here, here's what I ate yesterday. I had, uh, well, for, I had like through almost four hours of Zoom calls with various doctors and therapists after working and a variety of other things. So it's just constant running around, stressful, pain in the ass stuff. And that is uh, enough to make a person completely insane. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I just running from one thing to another thing to another thing and having to make major decisions. All sorts of stuff. But so I went through drive through, got four cheeseburgers at McDonald's. And then I went home and washed that down with some chocolate birthday cake. So that was like oh. the major portion of my eating yesterday. Wow. And uh, I just I, I thought, does anybody, especially my age, eating as poorly as me? And how has my body just not stopped? Just said, all right, if you don't care, we don't care. Drop dead. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You know, there's probably somebody out there that can best you, but, you know, I'm guessing they're like a 600-pound trucker or something like that. I can't be. You know, I tell you what, I was thinking of you yesterday. I was fighting through one of those miserable situations where the tax guy says you've got to have this form. Oh. Had to do with a health savings account. Oh. Oh. And the benefits people at the one of the fabulous and uh, patriotic American corporations that we're associated with, <laughs> theoretically, they have this form. Theoretically. Sure. Right. But you got to get signed in. I sign in to accounts that have that same user ID every day. Every day. But apparently for this sub-account, that user, that uh, password does not count. So it was a back and forth with benefits and HR with various uh, double-authenticated sign-in codes and the rest of it. And it was my my brilliant wife, myself, my iPhone, my iPad, and my MacBook, all involved in it all fronts. It's like a Mike Lyons is always talking about, how you have to have the infantry and air support and <laughs> artillery and tanks and logistics to, to, to win the war of getting this effing form. And I thought, there you are trying to deal with the fellas, and I salute you, uh, you scrambling parents everywhere. You it's know, not easy. You know, yeah, God dang it. Like I mentioned the other day about trying to get my son on the hot lunch. He finally wants to eat the hot lunch, and it's a different website that uses a different login that has a different password. That is a di- Of course no. it has a different login, because you can't have the Russians stealing the secrets of our fish sticks. <laughs> but I'm surprised no one's made the argument, maybe I'll do this, because maybe it would help, that this has got to be a special especially tough on people with lesser education and lesser resources, people that don't have iPads and iPhones and college degrees and everything like that. How are they supposed to navigate this crap to take advantage of, you know, your various things that you can do in the modern world? You got to throw in people of color. If you don't, you're a fool. (laughs) Whatever it would take to try to streamline this stuff. Our native peoples have been shown to have 78% more trouble finding their yes. password yes. than white people. Throw yes. that in. Nobody will check it. Yes. Nobody checks any of this crap. There's I no data behind it. I love that angle. I'm going to start yes. working that angle to see if I can get things fixed. Armstrong and Getty.
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There was a ruling in Boise some years back that if you got a homeless person in your town, it is on you to provide them shelter. And if they do not have shelter, if you haven't provided them shelter, then they get to live anywhere they want to in your town. They can put a tent anywhere they want because it's on you to to, uh, supply them shelter. Well, a ruling came out of Phoenix yesterday. I love this sentence. But the most glaring misinterpretation of that ruling and another one is the inference that anyone who has erected a tent or other structure in the public right of way is intrinsically unable to otherwise obtain shelter. That's just the first sentence. That is awesome. Yeah, just because that guy's in a tent over there, that doesn't prove that he's exhausted all the other options. We are joined by Tim Sandifer, the vice president for litigation for the Goldwater Institute, longtime friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Tim, I'm so excited about this ruling. I'm going to throw a cocktail party. I'm going to write folk songs about it. I'm going to memorize it and recite it to strangers on the street. Am I overly enthused? What are your thoughts? 
Like one of the ancient Greek bards of old. <laughs> exactly. How much? I'm going to put it to. I'll have a chorus along with me too. <laughs> I'm going to put it to music like they did with that Hamilton book, and it's going to be a musical. And I'm going to get Lin Manuel Miranda to recite it. But go ahead, Tim. What happened? I have still not seen Hamilton because I hate rap and I am a Jeffersonian, damn it. And I, we will not, this is a Jeffersonian household that we will not concede to Hamilton's <laughs> national bank scheme. Well, that's anyway, a hell to die on. Anyway. <laughs> yesterday's decision is a great step forward. Um, it's just a first step, but it is a great step forward to pushing back against the way that city officials have been using that city of Boise decision as an excuse to refuse to do anything with regard to homelessness, which is not what the city of Boise decision actually said. With that case okay, said, and I think... Oh, go ahead. But I, th- I think the, de- the Boise decision was wrong, but what it said was, if a person is involuntarily sleeping on the street, if that person cannot stay awake and falls asleep on the sidewalk, it's cruel and unusual punishment to put that person in jail. That's what the court, the, the court said. And then it had a footnote that said, we are not saying that you can't make it illegal to camp on the streets. And yet city officials in Phoenix and other cities across the West Coast have been using this decision as an, ex- as an excuse to refuse to enforce the law, in, in Phoenix's case, in a region that encompasses more than a 1,000 people who have been living in tents on the street for over a year. Okay, so let's talk about the lawsuit and the zone. Who's suing and, and why are they upset? The plaintiffs are owners of businesses and residents of the neighborhood in which the city of Phoenix basically decided to start operating an open-air homelessness shelter. They've been shuttling people in from all over the city to live in tents on these streets in this area. And, of course, it's destroyed all these small businesses because the homeless are scaring away their customers, threatening their employees, polluting their property by urinating and defecating on the grounds and and the sidewalks and things. And so the, the people filed this lawsuit saying what, city, what the city is doing here is, is they're operating a public nuisance, no different, no different than if you were just to you know, open a junkyard in the middle of the street or something like that. And the, there's good precedent for that, and that's what the court said yesterday, was they said the city is operating this open-air homelessness shelter where people are free to use drugs, commit violent crimes, and the city refuses to enforce the law in this area. Would it be fair to describe the judge's ruling as scathing? Uh, in some places, I think so. I, I particularly enjoyed the, the court's holding that the city has consciously, quote, refused to enforce the law. And that the, the, it showed testimony from the, the uh, police officers who testified that they have been instructed not to enforce law in this entire area, which is, you know, several city blocks. And as a result, it, the court said that it was, has created a siren song that attracts people to the area where they are free to engage in pollution and crime without having to respect society's uh, rules. Well, that's what a lot of us have been complaining about for a long time with the whole homeless situation. You have a two-tiered system where, of course, I can't have my dog off-leash in the park, but homeless people can. Um, you know, I can't walk down the street drinking a beer, but... The homeless people can. Uh, right. Would all those things apply? Oh, yeah. In fact, there was an example the court gives. There was a business in the area that put up uh, some artistic sculptures in, the, in an area next to its business, because these large sculptures of, I think they were dinosaurs, hoping that they would, just by being there, that it would kind of keep homeless people away from that area. And the city came in and said they were committing, uh, they were, that they had no right to put up these sculptures. They needed to get a permit. 
when the business applied for a permit, the city said, no, you can't have a permit. You can't put up your sculptures. So you can put up a tent there. You can sleep. You can, you can sit there and, and pee on the sidewalk. You can engage in public sex there. You can, in some cases, we've had violent crimes, including murder, taking place in these areas. And yet you, you're not allowed to put up these sculptures in hopes of maybe keeping people away from your businesses. So the judge, I know, said you've got to get rid of this public nuisance. Um, he, he gave him to July. Is that correct? The that's city? right. July 10th. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, plenty that's of right. time. Yeah, well, they've had plenty of time as it is, but the city, you know, this is how city bureaucrats are, and not just city, state and federal also. They will look for any excuse not to take responsibility. They enjoy being in office. They enjoy all the perks that come with it. But if it comes, push comes to shove, they will take any excuse or rationalization not to act. And the city of Boise decision from the Ninth Circuit gave them a plausible rationale for why not. Well, our hands are tied. We can't do anything about it. And what this decision yesterday makes clear is that that's not the case. Well, so can we extrapolate this, or would it, or we would, or would we be doing the reverse of what people have been doing with the Boise decision, uh, 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 applying words to it that don't actually exist? But so, does it have to be a giant structure that the city is um, uh, engaged in supporting, or can it just be somebody putting a tent someplace that uh, they shouldn't have a tent? Well, it's probably the first thing. It's probably the, you know, because the term public nuisance is kind of a vague term. So it requires that the, that you show that the government is engaged in a purposeful effort to maintain and, 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 and uh, operate this open air homeless shelter. But you know, that's what's going on in cities all across the country. Sure. It's not just the city's passive failure to enforce the anti camping ordinances. It's that the city has decided to set, sequester part of the town and allow the homeless to just reside there and do their thing. And then calling that involuntary. And it's not involuntary. Involuntary is when you biologically cannot help doing the thing. But some of these people, there was one, one person who was identified in a different lawsuit who has been residing on the streets for 23 years. And another person who has been living in a tent with, she has her, her um, she has a social security income. She has food and, and clothing and stuff all stored away in her tent. That's not involuntary. Involuntary means you can't help it. And I know that our friends on the left like to say that anybody who doesn't get um, an entire uh, living provided to them by the state at the expense of hardworking taxpayers is suffering involuntary poverty. But that's simply not the fact. Tim Sandifer, Vice President for Litigation of the Goldwater Institute, is on the line. So, Tim, I, I haven't read the entire ruling. I just printed it out. I can't wait. But you talked about how the city of Phoenix is affirmatively supporting the, the, the zone, the giant homeless encampment, by bringing people there, etc. If it were merely that they had decided and instructed the officers not to enforce the law there, do you think that would be enough? I'm just like Jack. I'm trying to think about other cities and other situations. Would that be enough for me to, to point to this lawsuit and say, hey, there's there's a precedent here. You can't do that. You can't summarily decide Giant City Park, where the kids used to play, gets to be a free drug zone, for instance. Yeah, I, I certainly think so. I think that... There's a difference between the, the normal discretion that we allow law enforcement to have to decide whether or not to arrest somebody, whether or not to prosecute somebody, that sort of thing. Obviously, that, that's up to them to decide those sorts of things. But when you come up with a policy, a consistent rule where you say, you know, south of Main Street, you can go ahead and do anything you feel like, 
and we're just not going to we're just not going to police there, then what you've done is you've basically abdicated your responsibility to enforce the law. And the reason we have city officials is to enforce the law. It's not just to, you know, give nice speeches on July 4th. These, these people are our, our uh, uh, employees and the responsibility is to enforce state and local laws. And those include laws against camping. And the, instead, what the city was doing was literally transporting people from other neighborhoods. And, of course, neighboring cities also doing the same thing. Neighboring cities are telling their homeless people, hey, you go down there to Phoenix. That's where you're supposed to be. Don't be around here. And, of course, all the neighboring cities then benefit from that because their homeless population goes down. Um, on the news of the day, and obviously it's a heavy story, another mass shooting, little kids being murdered. You come to this from a particular angle because you had a family member, your own brother, killed in one of these mass shootings. But um, I saw your tweet yesterday, disarming innocent people is not the answer. What do you mean? What I mean is that uh, uh, there are lots of reasons why people commit these horrible nihilistic crimes. But taking guns away from innocent people who have not committed these crimes and need those guns to defend themselves possibly against, uh, against violent crime is not a solution to the problem. All that's going to do is disarm the innocent. And, and I think there's a difference between there's two paths in life. The make more path means you create more of the things you need in life. The use less path means that you, you try and curtail your own behavior so as not to step on anybody else's toes. And I think, unfortunately, especially over the past few decades, our entire mentality has been focused on use less, whatever it might be. I'm going to limit my own freedom so that I don't expose myself to the world too much. And that, that's the kind of mentality that, come, that says, well, the real reason for the problem here isn't that this person had mental problems, that we need to figure out how to address those mental problems, that we need to, to find ways to protect people more. No, what we need to do is curtail freedom because that will somehow keep us all safe. And I, I reject that path entirely. That's great. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is a vexing problem, though, and a sickening one. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, I don't do you have, you do you have, it, do you have any thoughts, though? I mean, and not even legally, culturally, whatever. Do you have any thoughts? Because whenever there's one of these damn shootings, everybody has the same feeling. I have the same feeling. We got to do something to stop this. But is there anything? Yeah. Well, yes, but it, it, it requires some time and some patience, and that is people do stuff like this as, as an act of nihilism. You go in there to murder innocent people knowing you will die because it's the most nihilistic thing you can think of to do. <clears throat> and that means what we need to do is address our culture's sickness of nihilism, and that sickness is everywhere. It's on television. It's in movies. Our entire culture is saturated with the idea that nothing means anything, Nothing is important. Nothing is worth getting out of bed in the morning to actually do. If you, if you have notions of great achievements, then that's just you know, sort of a romantic thing that only happens to one person out of a million and that sort of thing. What we need to do is nurture in people, especially when they're young, the sense that life is significant and that you can accomplish things and do something important in your life. Not some smarmy sort of saccharine notion of, oh, I'm a survivor, but actually going out there and, and making something meaningful in life. And that requires a culture that's devoted to those principles, and we don't have anybody willing to do that now. Now we're saturated by envy, envy and resentment in the form of you know wokeness and SJW and all these sorts of movements. All they have at the bottom is, is frustration at not having what other people have instead of I'm going to go out there and make something meaningful out of my own life. And we have to change our culture to focus on that second thing in, if we're going to actually accomplish anything. But that requires a lot of patience. It's not a quick solution. 
Well, that's a, a great illustration of what you're talking about. The, the whole social justice warrior thing is absolutely steeped in you need to do less. You need to be limited. It is your fault. It's not on me to achieve or innovate or whatever. It's all about you being bad. Right. That's right. Yeah. And I, so I, I think the solution to this problem is, is a long-term solution. It, and, but people want quick fixes, and you're not going to get quick fixes. They're just not going to. All you're going to do is, is keep cycling around, taking more and more freedom away from people because they'll find, you know, the nihilists out there will find more and more ways to abuse that freedom in order to destroy you. And, and the, the simple answer is to refuse to be destroyed and refuse to allow those, the, those negative forces in our lives to take over our lives. So here, here, Tim Sandifer, vice president for litigation, the Goldwater Institute. Obviously, we could talk to you about this stuff uh, at length, but we'll let you go and just look forward to our next chat. I, I would love to, and I'm sure Jack would too, just discuss some of these broader themes for a while. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Tim, well, there uh, are great... no more important points in the world. Those are the most uh, important questions there are. I would agree 100%. Tim, great to talk to you. Well done on this case. It's excellent news. Thanks, we'll talk guys. soon. Thanks. Yeah, that was some really good stuff there on a topic we were on yesterday and uh, we'll continue to be on when we come back from the break about, you know, what what do people care about? What do they believe in? What what do you what do you here for? Which does fit into the shootings and all that sort of stuff, I think. Purposelessness right. is the name of the disease. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, 
not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Armstrong and Joe Getty. I you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Trucker Brad here in San Diego. A zoo worker was arrested for trying to sex up a 500-pound male gorilla. And I thought, well, that sounds like an Armstrong and Getty story if I ever saw one. So I went to Google, and turns out this story pops up every couple of years for some reason, according to Snopes, and just makes the rounds. It's just like Maybe a, the guy just won't take no for an answer from the gorilla. <laughs> It's like a perennial flower or locusts coming every so many years or whatever. This story just pops up and makes rounds every so year. And they traced it back to an original uh, World News Daily report from years ago in which it said a 29-year-old zoo intern was found guilty of feeding sedatives to Big George, one of the zoo's top attractions, a 500-pound male gorilla, and having sexual activity with the sedated animal. I'm having trouble picturing what sort, but, you know, it's, it's none of my business, you know, between two consulting primates. The zookeeper was caught, but claims the sexual relationship was consensual. There you go. Video footage clearly shows he attempted to sedate the animal, which, of course, would not be consensual. Mm, I would say true. even if the animal was completely awake and, and instigated it. I don't know what that consensual even means for a gorilla and a zookeeper. Well, a 500-pound gorilla... I would say. I mean, it would rip both your arms from the sockets and play drums with your bones. <laughs> I would say, if the gorilla instigates it, you're doing it, whether you like it or not. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! You just have to uh, unlo- loosen your tie and say, "I guess this how's my evening going?" Because what else are you going to do? <laughs> so, um, is the origin story factual? No, 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 it's not. No. Uh, so it, it never happened no. at all, no. never no, mind no. last week. No, they, they, yeah. uh, they went back through uh, local San Diego news going many, many years back and all different sort of outlets. No, there's no story of that. So yeah. checked with the zoo. So it's just kind of yeah. funny that it pops up every once in a while and makes the rounds. And everybody says, hey, did you hear the story about the San Diego zookeeper sucking up the gorilla? And it, it hangs around for a day, and then it disappears With again. The predictable responses. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord, a gorilla. That thing would blank, blank, blank. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So... Sorry, sorry to disappoint. I was kind of hoping it was true myself. On the other hand, you've got this story of an Illinois woman whose husband disappeared. Cops came, searched the house. They went looking for him, uh, pursued every lead they could. Never found him. Eight months later, she's going into the closet. I think a closet like uh, a portion of the attic or something like that to get her Christmas decorations. And there's her old man right there in the closet. Nice search. He had uh, apparently decided to end his own life. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, he was not alive sitting there. Hey, I th- you know, we were playing hide and seek, and I was wondering, hey, starting to wonder how hard you were trying. Open the door. Hey, what's up? <laughs> no, apparently he had uh, taken his own life, and the search by the police and the wife uh, had not, uh, not been successful. Police yeah, described the house as a bit of a hoarder home. Okay, but yeah, you would think you'd check. You check the closets for a grown person missing? I, I think you'd check everywhere, but 
I don't know uh, this, if I would now that I think about it. I mean, after days, maybe, where it starts to get really weird and all that sort of stuff. But, like, initial search, like, if you're missing your husband or your wife, would you look in the closet? If they're not around the house, wouldn't you walk around the house, all the rooms? Hey, 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 Grush. Start calling them, texting them. When would yeah, you get I think to the eventually closet? I would look everywhere. I mean, just in case they had a heart attack in there or something. But uh, the woman or neighbors and even cops themselves reported a foul odor coming oh, from the home oh, for oh, months, oh. but believed it was sewage. Yeah, that that I would notice. Wow. So an aggressive scent. You got a missing person and a foul odor. Okay. Well, and in a hoarder home, and 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 the odor is not unusual enough for anybody to really worry about. You really need to call Mary Maids or cheerful charwoman or something just any anything. or you got to do yep. that marie kondo sort of uh, throw out things that don't make your heart sing like uh, rotting oh. corpses oh gee that's unfortunate oh. i'm i'm my breakfast is trying to work its way up this is disgusting yeah it's a rough story um it is rough i, I apologize for bringing it to you Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at ExoJackie.com. QUI.com. Made for women by women.